Welcome to the Wilding the Lamb podcast. Arise from the dust and become men. We are expected to become men of sound understanding, spiritual power, and true relationship with God and our Savior Jesus Christ. But how do we do that? How do we become spiritual warriors? I'm Jeff Holderness, and this is my co-host Christian McMullen, and today we're going to be diving into 2 Nephi chapters 20 through 25. We talk, discuss about a recent elders quorum meeting that I attended and discuss seeking for our own understanding rather than just following whatever the brethren have revealed to us. We talk about preparing for the second coming and having hope in Jesus Christ, as well as preparing physically for the second coming and what that may mean to those of us who are a bit more fluffy. Finally, we talk about Nephi in chapter 25 and how he really personifies being a father in his discussions and his hope for his children and how reading that um, with new eyes as a, as a father uh, really helped me connect to Nephi on a deeper level. Um, we hope you're able to listen along, feel the spirit of what we discuss, and learn to become a spiritual warrior. This week in Elder's Quorum, it was super interesting. So we had like that super good Elder's Quorum like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is an example of like one that just made like my gut like wrench. It was super weird. Anyway, so our, our ward split between, so like two weeks ago, we had that really good Elder's Quorum. Then we had state conference and they split our ward. Mm-hmm. And so this week was the first week back with like all the people. And like um, they took away like, quite a bit of our ward, like 300 of our ward members. Jeez. So, so it's like, we, we went from like, it was like 390 something. No, it was 690 something active members. We're down to like 190. So like, yeah, it was a big, big split. How many active didn't 190? No, 600 and something. 600 and something Before, active? Yeah. Down active. to 190. And 90. Yeah. Yeah crazy but so you guys are all just (laughs) in the pews now yeah (laughs) yeah it's super weird it's super weird and that's it was it was kind of weird sunday but um anyway so we go to elders quorum and we're talking through elder oaks's talk in the last general conference and he's talking about the three kingdoms of glory okay and so we're like we're talking about the three kingdoms of glory and like pretty early on this dude raises his hand and he's like he's like i want to draw everyone's attention to the very last paragraph of this talk and so we're all like okay okay and so the very one of the very last paragraphs elder oaks says there's lots about the three parts of the plan of salvation that we don't understand. And he lists, you know, pre-mortal, mortal, and then post-mortal life. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that's, that's basically all he states. But he says, one thing we do know is that Christ is our savior. If we follow him, we'll be better off essentially. Anyway, so he says that. And then he's like, he's like, we, we don't have place to, like try to understand more than the brethren have revealed and understand. And like everyone in the whole class just like, boom, like instant mood kill. 
and it was super weird and like my gut just like started turning and I was just like what but I I kind of wanted to pose the question like because I'm I'm totally on the opposite end of the spectrum of this guy. Like Dang. I'm like I'm like a hundred percent. We should be like searching for and diligently seeking for whatever like knowledge we want, essentially, or like things that we want to find out. And like it doesn't mean that God or the Spirit isn't going to like explain all these mysteries to you, but like. But he might. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and so it was just like a super big mood kill. Um, but like, I think, wondered, about, well, think about like the brother of Jared. Like, well, it's like any of them. Like, like, well, like, like the like 90% of the golden plates, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, he didn't search out additional information and additional knowledge mm -hmm. and just relied on what was already in the scriptures. I mean, that's kind of like an oxymoron well that was my thing i was like dude wait what and like this guy used to be a um byu i teacher professor so like he's very like and like most of the time i've been surprised like a lot of what he does say i'm like oh yeah that's pretty good but like he said this and it was just like what like lehigh if he hadn't have like gone out on his own and prayed and figured it out, he wouldn't have been told to go out in the wilderness and do his stuff. And like that, he was going against Judaism at the time, which was his religion. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm like right away, I'm like, hey, Lehi, Joseph freaking Smith. Like, like if he yeah, had just like, like sat around the churches that were there, I'm like, we can't rely on the brethren to tell us everything. Like, like the first story that pops in my head of when you were first saying it was. Yeah is when Nephi, you know, he learns from his dad about the tree of life, mm -hmm. but then he just doesn't take it for face value from his dad. He goes and, ex and tries to extend his knowledge on the tree of life and he gets it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was super weird. And I think he was trying to say like, like we shouldn't, we shouldn't talk in a setting like this like we know what happened in the remote life or like we know what happened in the post life because we, we there really, really hasn't been a lot of world. But, but the, the way, way that he said it made it seem like we shouldn't like search for that kind of stuff or like try to figure out that kind of stuff. Almost, it almost put himself out of context on accident. <laughs> yeah, it was like super off-putting. But, um, but yeah, I just wanted to pose that question because, again, I'm like, dude, I am so far on the opposite spectrum where I'm like, dude, everything, even if they say it, I'm like, I'm praying and figuring it out for myself because otherwise, what's the point? Like, if I can't, if I can't go directly to the source Heavenly Father and I have to rely on the prophet, like, yeah, we should listen to him and seek his guidance and counsel. And I believe that he he's in charge of running the church. So, like, their, their, like, their revelation and spiritual whatever has to go out to 13 million members worldwide who are listening to them through translators. Like, they can't do super intense deep dives on doctrine in general conference and so they're not going to right but like i feel like they've been pointing us and like trying to hint like hey you guys need to go out on your own and figure this stuff out on your own without opening it up to the world to be like go figure out how you want to run your church or yeah. you know what i mean yeah and so anyway it was just super weird um but yeah, I, I wanted to pose that question to you and to everyone else. Like, 
is it within our realm to go and find whatever we can and be taught by the spirit? Um, even like things that are taboo. Yeah. I mean, like, you obviously know my answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like, you know, with the gospel and the way that it's taught, um, like general conference stuff that teaches us a really good and at the ward level, teaches yep. us a really good foundation of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it doesn't get super deep and stuff like that. And then people try to get deep in like Elder Scorm and go a little wonky. <laughs> yeah, a little funky, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you know, it, and the things that you learn, you, know, you can't, the thing about the things that you do learn that's not like widespread taught in the church, mm-hmm. You have to be careful on turning around and teaching that to other people. Yeah. Because one, if you're not a prophecy or revelator, you might make a mistake. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, if you're trying to learn stuff of God, like God's gonna bless you with knowledge. Yeah. Like I just period. Now the extent of the knowledge that he's gonna give you is that's gonna be different for whatever occasion yeah whatever god's wanting to give you or whatever you're needing at the time well and i think i think it goes back to like the there's like the the spirit of the law there's the letter of the law or the spirit of the law and then there's also like here a little there a little like you have to learn precept upon precept you can't like all of a sudden jump to i can't go on this time and be like Hey, I don't know anything about anything, but I want to know the secrets of the celestial kingdom. Yeah, Go. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but I think it is within our realm, and I think the scriptures. Well, Joseph Smith talks about it. Joseph Smith even talks about like, like I think it was Joseph Smith. I could be totally off. There was a modern day prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was Joseph Smith. Could be wrong. Who was talking about visions and things? Because like uh, Joseph Smith had. A vision of like the kingdoms of glory. Yep. And he even said that you can find this stuff out for yourself too. Yeah. He's like, so go do it. Mm-hmm. Like he, he didn't say to not do it. And he's, he's, you know, they're not, they're not teaching these big deep doctrine things in general conference or whatever. Um, you know, getting deep doctrine is fun. Yeah. But you have to be careful because. You know that's that's where the the I, I would be like say like try to learn some deep doctrine if you want yeah but rely on the fundamentals oh. the foundation and everything and not relying unless you have like a straight up vision yeah and God's like teaching you all this stuff but if if you're trying to learn stuff like rely on your foundation rely on what you know is doctrinally true yeah yeah um and i I think for me at least that's how i would i go about it yeah because i want to make sure that the stuff that i do like i have some some weird beliefs and we've talked about them (laughs) before but but uh but I don't, I don't 
say that that is doctrine. Yeah. Because I could be totally wrong with with it, but it makes sense in my mind some certain beliefs that I have. Yeah. But I'm I never will say it's doctrine. I won't say that it's true. It's something that I believe is possibly true. Yeah. But but the fact of the matter is the only thing that matters to know whether it's true or not is if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. Heavenly Father is your Father, right? And the plan of salvation, which encom- which encompasses, you know, coming to earth, receiving the body, living our life, repenting of our sins, trying to become like Christ and return to live with Heavenly Father again through the atonement. Yeah. Being able to gain our bodies back and things like that. Like, that's the only thing you actually have to know to be true. You don't need to know these other things. Yeah. And so, so if you go search for that other stuff, great. But first you need your foundational testimony of these other things first. And then you can build on that, like you were saying, line upon line, precept upon precept. Yeah. And eventually maybe you'll get there. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that. And I think that it's, it's like for people who, were born and raised in the church. You definitely have that foundation, but then you need to go and like solidify it for yourself. Um, but how how is your foundation on that stuff? After growing up, how was it? Yeah. Um. I think like the, the basics and stuff like that. They're there, like knowledge wise. Mm-hmm. But it definitely takes it definitely takes experience and. Um, a hunger to like really build your foundation and really know the things that we profess to know. Yeah, that's I I would argue that even like when I was on my mission and stuff, I wasn't fully like I didn't fully have a testimony of it. Uh-huh. Or or yeah, I, and even even now I probably couldn't say that I fully have a testimony of it, but. It, it definitely a lot stronger in my convictions toward it now than I than I have been. Um, gotcha. But but like I mean, there there are definitely things that you learn and, and grow and develop as you get older. But I, I do feel like that you know, like high school and stuff like that, seminary and all those kind of things, they they give you a pretty good basic foundation of of the gospel. It's it's whether or not you like utilize it and yeah. believe it. I didn't go to seminary. Yeah. Well, I went for like a semester. Yeah. And then stopped going. So <laughs> I hated it. It's, I, I got like a two year certificate and like, I barely, barely, barely squeaked through it. But, um, but no, I, I mean, there's, there's so much that it's hard to ever be like, oh, yeah, totally. I got that or whatever. Um, but, but it's, you know, I, I do think that they give you kind of a, a good basic rule of thumb on it all. Um, well, good. That makes me glad because, yeah, I was just, the Elder's Quorum was interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but then I just wanted to share these with you. as I So I was, like, looking for, like, scriptures that, because I know they're there where it's, like, seek ye the mysteries. Like, it talks about, like, searching for and figuring out the, the mysteries of God. Mm-hmm. And I was looking and found a couple other scriptures, and some of them had to do with kind of what we were talking about last week. Um, so Doctrine and Covenants 93, 
verses 1 and 2. It says, Verily thus saith the Lord, It shall come to pass that every soul who forsaketh his sins and cometh unto me, and calleth on my name and obeyeth my voice, and keepeth my commandments, shall see my face and know that I am. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool because we were kind of talking about that. Um, and then he says, and I'm the true light, and I lighteth every man that cometh into the world. And so it kind of goes along with what we were talking about. And we've talked about a couple of different times how, like, Nephi has seen him. Isaiah's seen him. Mm-hmm. I saw him. Jacob's seen him. Like, there's something to, like, we're supposed to have an interview with Christ at some point, ideally. Like, in the perfect progression, we're supposed to see Christ. And I don't think it's after this life. I think it's in this life, ideally, if, if we can figure out how to make that work. So I thought that scripture was kind of cool. Have you... Sure, you probably read the Doctrine and Covenants. Have you ever thought of that scripture in that way or, or heard of that before? I've heard of it before, um, but not for a long time. Yeah. Um, probably not since, you know, we went through it as a come follow me. years ago or three years ago or yeah. whatever it was. That's probably the last time I heard that. Yeah. So I, I don't remember any thoughts that I had on it. Um, um, talking about Zion... In Doctrine and Covenants 6, 6 and 7. Um, and this is Revelation given to Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery. He says, Now as you have asked, behold, I say unto you, keep my commandments and seek to bring forth and establish the cause of Zion. Seek not for riches, but for wisdom. And behold, the mysteries of God shall be unfolded unto you, and then you shall be made rich, because he has, he that hath eternal life is rich. Um, so yeah, again, to me, that's like, in order for us to understand the mysteries of God and to achieve eternal life, we have to seek for the wisdom. And to me, the wisdom is the Savior Jesus Christ and what he's done for us and learning to utilize him. And we've talked about that a ton on this Mm -hmm. this podcast, just how do we align our lives to be a tool in Christ's and and God's hands and, and perform services and stuff for them? Um, Which can be really hard, dude. I mean, it's, I was thinking, I was actually thinking, you know, kind of about this. Um, I don't know if I was driving home from jujitsu or driving to jujitsu or whatever, but I was I was thinking about, you know, we're supposed to trust God and trust Christ in like all that we do, right? Yeah. And um, you know, we're supposed to be it's another scripture I brought up before, be anxious anxiously engaged in a good cause. Mm-hmm. And like you were just saying, seeking like seeking Christ, not riches, seeking the wisdom of God, not the riches, and things like that. And it's like it's the you know the the natural man is so in the way there for so many of us if not almost all of us yeah because it's like well i don't want to lose my house i don't want to lose my car i don't want to stop training jujitsu 
I don't want to stop this. I don't want to stop that. I want to make sure I can feed my kids every day. Yeah. But it's like, if you're really, like you're really there, like none of that matters, matters, but it's not like, make sure feeding your kids every day matters, but it, it's, it, you get to the point where it's like, well, God's going to provide one way or another. And whether that's, it's my time to die yeah. <laughs> and go to him yeah. or he'll give me food. It's like, whatever happens is, is because I'm trusting God. Yeah. And getting to that level of commitment and, and trust on him, mm-hmm. at least for me, is something that I've struggled with for so Dude, long. It's, 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 like, it's I, I, I want to be rich financially. I don't, yeah. I, I don't want to, you know, live paycheck to paycheck. I don't want to live like I want to be like not have to worry about bills, not have to worry about where my food's come from, not have to worry about if my car is broken down, if I can fix it or not. Yeah. Or or whatever it is. Like I don't have to worry about that stuff. It's like, well, you don't have to worry about it. You just trust God. And you'd be like, Well, but if it breaks and I don't have a car, it's like God's not, not that gonna simple. teleport me everywhere. Yeah. Like and get to, like I'm gonna have to deal with all this stuff mm-hmm. that because I'm trusting God, now I have to deal with this stuff. But it's like but but if you have the right mindset, even if that's is happening and your car breaks down and now you have to do this or do that or whatever. Yeah. If you're relying on him, you're trusting that it's for a reason and that you're you're learning progressing to to return to live with him again. And that's the whole purpose while we're here, right? Yeah. And so that's that is a very, very difficult place for 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 me to get to. Because there'll be times that you know, there's really two days where I can really think of when I when I did this, when I was like, I'm giving my will to you today. Mm-hmm. It's like I like I'm I'm giving you my will because it is one thing that he will not take from me, but it is one thing I can give him freely, right? And so I'm like, I'm going to give you my will today. And then the whole day goes to crap. Like literally every single thing goes, oh, one of them, I remember one day, one, one of the times when I did that was when my wife and I were traveling to Georgia to go pick up a car for my daughter. And... I was like, you know, I hate flying. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I was just like, I'm doing my will, man. If I'm supposed to die today, like, <laughs> I'm just going to accept it. Like, but, uh, but, you know, saying I was going to give my will to him that day, it was, it was, it was a really crappy day. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it was, it started off okay. And then, um oh yeah all right i'm trying to like remember the stories story as i'm starting to tell it um so we get on our first flight in the morning get to texas and they were in texas and all that part was fine and then we get to texas and we go to my company that i work for um has an amx i can use the amx card to get into the centurion lounge and go be a little uh Bougie. bougie. So <laughs> I love it. It was it was awesome. So we we got a little too bougie. Yeah. And uh we were just like relaxing and chilling, eating really good food. And then like, oh crap, we gotta go. Like we have to go right now. 
And so we get up, we like, we're running down <laughs> the airport, like trying to get to our gate. The gate shuts like less than 30 seconds before we get there. Yeah. And so once the gate shut, they will not open it. Yeah. Like, not let you in. They will not let you in. So we missed our flight. And so we get a new flight. That's a couple hours later. And we're like, okay, whatever. We're just hanging out. Yeah. And then as it gets closer to that, now that is starting to be delayed. It got delayed like, I think it got delayed like six times. <laughs> so awesome. it was, it was, you know, because they don't, they don't know it's when the time is. So they just push it back like yeah. 30 minutes or 45 minutes in increments. Yeah. And so it did that several times. But, you know, they were, they were like, oh, there's a crack in the windshield or, or we're making sure it's not a crack or whatever. And so we're like, oh my gosh, okay. And so we're sitting there waiting for the fix the, to figure all that out. Yeah. And then they were like, all right, we're switching you to a new airplane. Here's your gate. So now we have to go to a new gate. So we go to the new gate and then we're sitting there. It's about almost time to get on the airplane. And then they're like, the flight crew shift is now over. So now we have to get a new flight crew. And we had to wait for a new flight crew to get there. Freaking pilots. And then, dude, and then the flight, I mean, it was like, it was like another two, four hours. We're supposed to get there at like a one or noon or something. We yeah. get there until like eight, eight thirty at night or something uh, like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and so the new flight crew comes and we finally get on the airplane. Mm -hmm. And we sit down, still not over. <laughs> sit down, and there they the captain gets on the the, the thing and was yeah. like, "Hey, um, sorry about earlier. You know, this is what was going on, but I have some <laughs> No, <laughs> it's like the so in airplanes there's like different fuel tanks yeah. and they do it to distribute weight i guess yeah and they're like the somebody put the fuel in the wrong tank oh my gosh <laughs> so they had to like i'm sure they have something they hook it up to pull it out and just switch it over to so they had to switch it to the different tank and then that took like another 20 25 minutes or whatever and then we finally took off and got to georgia but dude like that's my kind of day <laughs> when you give it to God. When I give it to God, <laughs> that's awesome. And so I'm like, like you have to be in the mindset when you give it to God that that may have like your life may go to total crap. Yeah. I mean, look at Job. <laughs> His yeah. life was was terrible <laughs> for so long because he trusted God. That sounded really bad. <laughs> he trusted God, and because he trusted God, though, he was able to, he had probably internal peace. Mm -hmm. His life was total crap for a really long time, but then he was rewarded for it. Yeah. Right? And we have to be willing to go through it like Job did and be like, whatever you throw at me, I'm willing to go through it. And he's going to throw stuff at us that we're going to have to prove that. Yeah. And it's like, if it was my salvation was based off that right now and I died, <laughs> I'm, I'm all seeing this flesh of things in the moment. <laughs> I, I think that's so true. And it's something that that we we need to be careful about 
and I and and we chatted about it before, but it's like be careful about what promises we make on behalf of God. Um, as as you were telling that story, I was thinking. So we, my family and I, started reading the Book of Mormon last year, um, because every every family always starts it. You never finish it, right? Right. So we were like, all right, we'll start it, and then we'll start it again in January when we're actually supposed to do it for the church. But like, I've been impressed. We've actually been able to like stick at it and and read quite a bit of it. So it it's kind of crazy. We're reading Come Follow Me, but at the same time we're also like daily reading at a different part of the book Mormon with our family. Uh-huh. So we're reading in Leviah and um, this is when, when, so Ammon, it's a different Ammon than like the Ammon that goes and like cuts off the guy's arms. Mm-hmm. Um, but he goes, and he finds some of their brethren in the land of Lehi Nephi. And they've been apart for like a couple of generations and so he's taken captive and there's a a king lemhi um who takes him captive and then they kind of start talking and they realize that they're like long lost general they're they're family members who who both believe in god still and stuff but they're they've been separate for so long that they've been confused anyway so after they get that all straightened out king lemhi gathers all of his people and he gathers them at the temple, which I thought was interesting. And they've kind of they've kind of lost their way a little bit as far as like following God's commandments just over time. But they still have a temple, they still believe in God, that kind of thing. But what he says goes along with some of this. And my wife and I really needed this today, so I'm just gonna share it. Other people might need it too. But so he's talking to all of his people, and he says, Oh, ye my people, lift up your heads and be comforted. Also forgot to say but they're right now living in bondage to the lamanites so like the lamanites take like half of their flocks half of their fields half of everything they produce they have to give to the lamanites and so he says oh this is uh, mosiah chapter 7 verse 18 oh my people lift up your heads and be comforted for behold the time is at hand or is not far distant when we shall no longer be in subjection to our enemies and in my life, I put our enemies at just like our temptations or like the people that we have a hard time with or like just our everyday struggles. Notwithstanding our many struggles, which have been in vain, yet I trust their remaineth and an actual struggle to be made. So he's saying like we've had a ton of struggles, but we're going to continue to have struggles. And then he says, lift up your heads and rejoice and put your trust in God. In that God, who was the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and also the God who brought the children out of Israel out of the land of Egypt, and caused that they should walk through the Red Sea on dry ground, and fed them with manna that they might not perish in the wilderness, and many more things he did do for them. So, like, God will provide for our basic needs and our necessities. Mm -hmm. Now, what those necessities are, is up to God. <laughs> like for the children of Israel, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and fed them with some weird food. <laughs> like, Whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, grew on the ground in the morning. Like he'll take care of us on our basic level. And I think in America we are very blessed and very lucky. And we think that basic level is one thing when it's not yeah <laughs> you know what i mean uh-huh. so like it's easy for us to be like oh man like 
we've got all these things and if I don't have a job, I can't do this or whatever. And and so we might think that losing a job or not having to use a car or having to borrow your parents' car, like whatever it is, is a setback. But like in, in the great scheme of things, it's not. And and God, I don't think he cares. Like he loves us, he cares about us, but he doesn't care if we don't have a car. He doesn't care if we don't have whatever. He's trying to provide for our basic needs and and he'll he'll do that if we put our trust in him. Mm-hmm. But we're so used to this different level of basic needs that like it's just crazy. Um but anyway, I I liked that scripture just because like dude, life's a struggle, man. And like God doesn't he's not gonna take that away from us. Magically one day we're not gonna like believe in God to a point where like everything is sunshine and rainbows, and, like we skip through life and everything's great, like if anything, the closer you get to God, the harder it gets. Like Job or like, like Joseph Smith. Like, it's not easy. And yeah. we can't expect it to be easy. Like Lehi and Ephi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that there's definitely things that we can learn and take and apply. And although it might not make our lives easier, it is easier with God. It's easier when we can put it on him and we can say, you know, do whatever you can, do whatever you need to. I'm here for you. Yeah. I believe in you. And the easier is not that those burdens are going to go away. Mm-hmm. Easier as in, you know, who's taking care of you. Yeah. And ultimately, whatever the, it is, you can return to live with him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's a blip. That's life. That's 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 it. And again, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> like to be frank, I mean, they just like listen to that. It kind of sucks. Like it feels <laughs> like it just sucks. <laughs> it kind of does because yeah. you don't want to struggle. Like you want to be like, I'm. I want to have this and want to have that and, and live this kind of life. And, and, but man, if you're trying to give your will to God and his will is, is to toughen you up and not have you have all those nice cushy things, then you're not going to have them. Yeah. It's like, you could, you could go get them, you can become a millionaire or whatever. And anybody could do that. But if, if you're, and even if you are trying to you know, give your will to God, you still might do that yeah. because in order to build up his kingdom there, you know, certain things just cost money and he needs people who have the financial ability to, to help um, support his kingdom yeah, and to help build his kingdom. And so, um, uh, but you know, that this is kind of another thing that I was thinking about today was driving home thinking about struggles and different things like that and thinking about christ and i don't know where the scripture is i need to start thinking of these scriptures so i can like reference them and be like hey this is what the scripture is i know there's a scripture something similar to this that's why i know it but um but it it talks about you know, Christ descends below them all. Are you, are, are thou greater than he? It's like, well, no, we're, none of us are greater than Christ. Yeah. But Christ went through, he went through hell. Like, mm-hmm. 
he had it the worst of the worst because he went through literally anything anyone will ever go through. Yeah. So my question would be to people who are are thinking that they're entitled to some kind of of like easiness um or reprieve or whatever yeah i don't know if that's the right word but um because they're they are faithful in god because they are trying to be righteous and things like that that they don't that they shouldn't have to go through struggles it's like christ was perfect and he went through literally everything we've ever gone through and will go through mm-hmm. and everybody else in the world and so why do you feel entitled that you shouldn't have to go through anything because you're following God? Yeah. When Christ was following God perfectly. And still still went through stuff. And still went through stuff. Yeah. And I I like to like it's 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 always greener on the other side of the hill. Um money and like ease of stuff stuff poses different challenges like if you think about like the 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 poorest countries countries in the world and how they're like constantly consistently the happiest countries like americans have sold our happiness for materialism and like the things that we have and like it's nice and it's cushy but like we have different problems than people in ghana you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and so there's always like it it doesn't matter you're you're gonna struggle whether you have money it might just be different struggles i'd rather (laughs) struggle with money though (laughs) yeah yeah it's true (laughs) that's just flat out facts man no it's true i'd just rather struggle with money (laughs) it poses (laughs) poses totally different problems and totally different things that we have to go through so yeah i heard this guy one time who was like you know, when you get a lot of money, um, I actually know who this guy is who said it, but I'm not going to say who it is because he's actually, like, really well-known. Yeah. And everybody would know who he is if I said it, so I'm not going to say who it was. Um, he's like, he had a, he he, you know, bought this business, and the business exploded mm-hmm. and became really, really, really successful. Yeah. And yeah, he didn't tell us me. He told me. So this is secondhand knowledge to me, but but he said, you know, when you get money, you know, your your problems don't go away. Your your problems just change. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, like when you go on vacation, my kids won't go unless they have first class seats. <laughs> <laughs> and no one laughs to it. Like, <laughs> Everyone's just like, dude. You don't get it. That's your problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whether your kids won't go on vacation with you because they want first class seats, uh, your life is tough. Okay, but if you if you dive into that deeper though, it's like okay, re- why are they really not going on vacation? Ah, like how how freaking spoiled do you have to be to like not want to go on vacation because you don't have first class? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, anyway. There, there are different problems that they're having to deal with, with family relationships and just different things. That I guarantee we always talk about it. Everyone's got problems. Yeah, you know, there are 
plenty of wealthy people in our wards and stuff like that. that and I didn't say that to dog on the, I didn't say that to dog on this guy. No. But you know, because that's totally what it sounded like I was doing. But you know, I, it's it's just it doesn't matter how much money you have, you're gonna have some kind of problems, which yeah. is true. Yeah. But but when you have money, like it's like it it makes struggling with your problems a little easier. A little easier. <laughs> I mean, it can. I, I, I definitely. There are things that are easier, and you, you don't have to struggle so much with the things that we're currently struggling with. But like, I don't think. I honestly don't think that like if you if you had mega bucks, like it would be a lot harder or a lot more easy to pawn off. Um your kids on different things like get them really involved in like a bunch of different sports and never have to like hang out with them just because you have the funds to do that and you you're oh see i'd be i'd be the complete opposite you you dive more yeah because i freaking love hanging out and doing stuff with my kids like it's it's like one of my favorite things to do Mm -hmm. so if i had like just tons of money you know Mm -hmm. what i freaking do i'd be with my kids all the time out exploring in the mountains i'd be going shooting I'd mm-hmm. be going off-roading all the time. Like I would, I'd basically play with them all the play time. Play with them all the time. And but you know, and and but be, does that? But I would need to also make sure that I'm I'm teaching them how I got to that point and to teach yeah. them good skills at the same time. But then, you know, that would mean that I could spend time with homeschool, going mm-hmm. to homeschool our kids. I could spend extra time with them with homeschooling and not just have that all be on my wife, but me be able to help them as well. And um, all the all those things as well. Like, yeah, I mean, I would be as my kids just all the time doing yeah. stuff. Well, good. I not think those just, are righteous, but I think those are righteous things, man. And we definitely would play. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, I like that. Play hard, work hard. hard. There you go. No, and and you you do an awesome awesome job. You're a good dad, and um, I believe that it would definitely help out. But but it it can tend to create different problems. Um, all right, so now that we're done with the intro, I know. Right? <laughs> we can this week on Come Halloween. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this week chapters twenty through twenty-five. <laughs> lots, lots more of Isaiah, which is which is great and dandy. Lots of second coming talk, um, which is good. I I think the. And I, I like, is it in the first chapter or is it when Nephi starts talking? That's No, he starts talking in chapter 25, the last chapter the last of the week. One. Yep. So I love, 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 love when Nephi starts talking. I think it's the first couple of verses. He's like, I know that this is hard, guys. <laughs> He's like relating with us. Now I need if I do speak somewhat concerning the words which I've written, for these have been spoken by the mouth of Isaiah. For behold, Isaiah speaks many things, which are hard for many people to understand. <laughs> <laughs> so like, after, you, after you've written Barrett through these chapters, Nephi gets it, guys. Because um, he speaks many things that were hard for many people to understand, for they know not concerning the manner of prophesying amongst the Jews. Um, I find it interesting here. He also talks about how he doesn't teach judaism to his kids because of their their doings were abominations 
which I, I found interesting that I guess comforting even among the abominations in Jerusalem, Lehi and Nephi were able to connect with God and follow and learn and improve their relationship with him enough to the point where they could leave and be promised so many great blessings and essentially give us the Book of Mormon and and the gospel of Jesus Christ and stuff that we know and love today. So I, I think that's kind of an, an interesting thing that gives me hope because sometimes I look around us in the world and the abominations that we are dealing with currently, and I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> where are we? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like that that connection with Nephi that we got this week with him. Yeah, so they lived the law of Moses. Yep. Sure did. Lots of sacrificing. So all the judgments that came among the Jews and God. Mm -hmm. um, as a father, I liked, I'm trying to find the verses, but there are a couple of times too in this chapter 25 when he talks about his children, like Nephi. Nephi's talking about his, his own kids. And I thought that was interesting. I'm trying to figure out where those are exactly. It's, well, I was just reading something that's kind of in the middle of the, the chapter. Yeah. Um, but, but I think that is one of the only times that he actually kind of like talks about his kids. And so I liked that portion of it because it, it connected with me as a father. And I don't think I've really read the Book of Mormon since I like in its entirety, since I became a father. And so it was kind of interesting to read through that and have that connection with Nephi that I didn't realize that I had before. I've listened to it. I, I think I've listened to it a couple of times too, but I don't, like reading it is, is a different, I guess it connected with me differently this time. Yeah, I, I just hate reading. <laughs> I really hate reading. Like sometimes my wife sends me stuff. Like today she sent me something. Yeah. And then it's like one of those clips on Instagram where it's like it says something. And it's like read the captions. Whoa. And like I open the captions and it's like a book. I'm like, yeah, I'm not reading that. <laughs> not, not gonna do this. <laughs> no. So that's this week. I've been trying to like find um, something physically that I can improve in myself. Um, on the scriptures, which is kind of hard, but but I found it this week, which I normally don't. Um, something mentally, and then something spiritually, and so my my physically this week in chapter twenty three, verse sixteen. So so uh, Isaiah is talking about the destruction of Babylon and how it's a, a type of destruction at the second coming. Mm -hmm. And I like guns, and, and I like um, the, the self-defense the self aspect of guns and, like, Second Amendment, concealed carry, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I've put money and time and effort into training myself to be able to effectively eliminate threats against me or my family 
Um, and so I'm always looking for that type of improvement in my life. Look at you um, using the right verbiage too. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also uh, trying to become less of a liability and like lose weight, get in shape, that kind of thing, just so that I can be a, a protector. Does that mean you're joining jujitsu? A hundred percent at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in verse 16 on chapter 23, one of the things that like caught my attention was he's talking about um, the children of Babylon and he says that their children also shall be dashed to pieces before their eyes, their houses shall be spoiled and their wives ravished. And that like just hit a different chord in me and made me realize that, that what, what I'm doing, what I'm trying to become is what we need to be like and and the whole point of the podcast the whole point of wilding the lamb is to become this type of spiritual warrior um that's the word yeah and that's i believe it wholeheartedly that we definitely need to be providers protectors um for ourselves and for our family and for others those around us and like there's going to be a time when this type of stuff is happening to us if it's not already happening to you in our communities and stuff right now um, well with all these californians here dude <laughs> well and we're in idaho man this is like the this is the holy grail of conservative two-way states like i cannot imagine 100%. living anywhere else in the country I would would just be terrified constantly of my kids and my family, um, but we we definitely need to stand up and be men, and we need to get trained, we need to get fit, we need to be those type of people that we read about in the scriptures, um, spiritually and physically. And so I I liked that part of it because it's just like, dude, it's coming, it's coming. Um, and then spiritually, a ton of stuff in this spiritually. And um, one one of the things that I did like was uh, when Christ comes again, we're going to know him and we're going to realize that it's him because we're going to be like him and we'll be drawn to that spirit. We'll be drawn to that um, personality that he has. And then mentally, um, I liked liked Nephi's pages on being a father, and I can't find them right now, but it's in chapter 25. He talks about his children, teaching them, um, helping them, and and being there for them in these last couple of years of his life, which I thought were more good. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support Wilding the Lamb, please consider subscribing, liking, and commenting on our content so we can continue to spread the message of our Savior Jesus Christ across the world. We can also be found on Instagram, X, and anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Arise, my sons, and become men.